Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is a universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Today we are talking about being working moms. Working moms. I just said to Robin, every time I hear her say the words working moms, I think of the TV show. If you guys are a mama, oh God, please, so even if you're not, please go watch that show. My husband even loves that show. I don't think you can be a working mom and not watch it <laughs> it's or love it. It is just so good. So good. It is hilarious. I like <laughs> pee my pants every time I watch it. I know. I love it. Okay. We are not here to promote the show, Working Moms, but we do want to talk about it because, I mean, man, for those of you who are working moms, you know it's a thing, right? It does deserve its own hashtag. Let's be honest. It deserves its own hashtag. So one of the things that people ask us all the time or messages I get often are, 
sound a lot like this. How do you do it all? Oh my gosh, you're such a super mom. I can't even eat breakfast. And there you are recording a podcast and going to yoga and running a business and blah, blah, blah. And I just want you guys to know, if you've ever watched my Instagram or Femme's Instagram and thought that, you guys, it's messy, okay? Doing all of the things doesn't look the way you imagine it to look. It's not pretty. It's not organized. It's not perfectly structured. I don't remember everything. It's a bit of a mess. And there's times it's messy. You know, there's times it's messy. There's days it's messy. There's times when it's beautiful. There's times when it does feel organized, but it's like, it's never one way. Yeah, it's never one way. And I will say, you know, the moments where I do feel like I've really got my shit together are the moments where it all feels organized and like, okay, I have got this. You know, my week is beautifully organized and scheduled. I'm on top of my calendar. I feel ahead of the game. And then you know what happens? My kid gets sick or someone cancels and I have to try and fit a call in somewhere else inside a moment where I don't have childcare and it's not perfect. So yes, there are moments where I feel like a complete boss. And then there's this underlying remembering that it's not going to be that way for very long. Like even in the moment, it feels pretty and perfect and like, hallelujah, it's working out. There is always the chance that it's not going to. And for me, really nailing it as a working mom is truly understanding that, that it's probably not going to go the way I think it is. It's probably not going to look the way I want it to, but I still get to be this way. I still get to be a leader. I still get to operate six-figure businesses. I still get to host a podcast. I still, you know. It doesn't stop you, right? You're not like, oh, that's like now my kids are going to be my excuse. Yeah. And that I can't do something and I can't do this thing that's like burning in my soul and follow my desires and my calling because like, oh, I'm a mom now. Mm -hmm. There's no time for that. I think there's this belief that once we become moms, we really have to change the things that are important to us. Now I'm a mom and my child is my first priority. Yes, obviously I understand that, but just because keeping your kid alive is your number one priority doesn't mean that you can't have other priorities, right? It doesn't mean that other things can't be important to you. You can't have other goals or other exciting plans or a social circle or a freaking empire that's making you millions of dollars on the side. And I just think it's so important that we remember we get to have it all. We get to have it all. And like we talked about too, like we both believe our kids choose us. Mm -hmm. So our kids choose us for who we are. We don't have to change that. Mm -hmm. We don't have to change that once they are here. And when we do, that's when things fall apart. You know, that's when things fall apart, when we're not actually following our soul's calling, when we're not doing the things that light us up, when we lose touch of who we are, like our essence as a woman. Well, and this is, I think, where so many women begin living out of alignment. They fall into motherhood and they spend the first year just trying to figure it all out because, whoo, you know, it's a bit of a thing. The first year is like can be really challenging for a lot of people, right? So we get through the first year and then it changes and morphs and we grow in motherhood and and we get to year two and we're like, okay, like here I am, I got through that and now like this is fun and now I get to show up in a new way and now there's tantrums and now my two-year-old is 
you know, wild and they require such a different type of energy and so much more time in a different way. And as we go through the years and as the phases and stages change, we also have to change. So this is the other thing I think that we have to remember is it's not like you become a mother and then all of a sudden you're a working mom and you define that one way, right? That changes constantly as your children evolve, as they go through the different seasons of life and as you go through those seasons together. Oh, it changes all the time. I was even earlier, you said something and I was like, oh yeah, like I'm in a very different stage than you are as like a working mom once like my kids started going to school this year, you know? Mm -hmm. Once my kids started going to school and my daughter was in daycare more and you know, is in ski school. And then I've like hired help. So like I'm in a different season where I think my working feels different for me than it feels like you for you right now. And we all keep growing through these different seasons. Okay, well, let's share about our current seasons. What season are you in in motherhood? Well, this is an interesting one right around this time. But so basically just talking about this like change, though, like I was in a season where things were very like predictable, you know, like my kids in school these days, my kids in daycare these days, these are my times to work. I w- would just really schedule things in those times. It felt pretty effortless. It felt pretty like easy for my work to be able to flow within the time that I was like working and in the time that I was parenting. Mm-hmm. And then like he said, like things happen. So like Sloan a couple weeks ago got a fever and that meant some things I canceled that day, some things I didn't. Well, she had a nap in front of me. I recorded a podcast from her bedroom while she slept. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Remember that day. And that was like one of my favorite episodes, you know? So it didn't like actually stop me from working because I wasn't like, oh, I just like now I have to be a mom. I allow myself to do both sometimes as well. So I just want to say that now I am at the stage where I can be that way. But I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember me being coached? like in the hypermind by Melanie, Mm -hmm. our coach. So you guys, I had to be like fully coached through this as a mother because my kids last winter were sick a lot. Like it was just like, oh, wave after wave after wave after wave of sickness. And it went back and forth between both of them. And it was exhausting. And I had this story in my head that when my kids were sick, I could not show up online. I could not write emails or create copy or even want to. I was like, who am I to desire or to to want to be creative and expressive and having fun doing the things that I love while my kids are sick? And what are other women going to think about me if I'm writing Instagram posts and making a pretty journal entry and sharing it online and talking about something I'm passionate about while my kid is sick on the couch? And it literally like shut down my creative energy for weeks. And it started to like literally kill me slowly because I'm not designed to be a stay at home mom. I'm just not. This is the interesting thing about that, right? So let's say you were like fully called, like you wanted to shut down and you wanted to just be with your kids. That's one thing. Yes. But you didn't want to. Yes, exactly. You know, know, that's not actually what you desired. Okay. But those times also are confusing for me. Like when I know that I want to be a mom, I'm like phone away. Don't text me. All of my apps are closed. I'm just like, I'm a mom, you know, And, and that level of knowing 
I'm so confident in that. Where my confidence was wavering was when I had dueling desires. I want to be a supportive, present mom for my sick kids, but I also want to be my creative, magnetic, fun self. And where this was really hard for me was when the story I was telling myself was that I wasn't allowed to be both of those women at the same time. I, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, this is where we need to give ourselves and to give each other permission slips to be both. Mm-hmm. And this when you asked me like, okay, what season am I in in being a working mama? Like, yeah. So before two weeks ago, I was like, yep, here's like my working hours. It was like very clear. Like, this is what I'm working. This is when I'm momming. And then right now, like my family's exploring what school actually looks like for my five-year-old. We're exploring nature school. We're exploring unschooling. That's like a whole thing that we're exploring right now. But all of a sudden last week, he wasn't in school. Mm-hmm. I had a full week planned. My husband had a full week planned and now we have a five-year-old attached at our hip as well. So what that looked like for me is I would like, perfect example, last week, Friday, we had some calls planned. It was a beautiful sunny day. I took him outside for a walk while I was on a call. And then him and I went to the library. We hung out. We had an amazing time. We went to the park. And I told him, like, it's time for you to, like, play on your own right now. You get to play. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to write. And he witnessed me writing in my journal, creating content. And I gave myself permission to do that. I wasn't like, actually, I'm going to drop everything right now. Because I know that he, like, gets to see me shining and doing both. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important thing as well is – The woman that we are in front of our children shows them that we can be it all. We can be whoever we are. And if anything, that gives them this shining example of expression, of authenticity, of willingness, of bravery, of being courageous, right? Because I don't know about you guys listening, but I know that for Jack and I, it's really important that our kids have permission to be themselves in this world. And if we don't give ourselves permission to be ourselves, then what kind of example are we setting? It's really hard to tell your daughters or tell your sons to go chase their dreams and to go be the wild one and to be brave if we're not willing to do those things ourselves. Yeah. And like, I don't want my kids to just see one side of me. You know, I want them to see like all the different hats I wear. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about that is my, I mean, I'm, I work from home. I record podcasts from home. I have coaching calls from home and my daughter sees it all, you know, and she's always like, mom, who are you talking to? What were you guys talking about today? Where does that woman live? Does she have kids? Like she asks me questions, right? She knows that my work is really important to me and she sees me so excited and so lit up. And, you know, even my husband, I have to laugh sometimes because I literally come downstairs from coaching calls, like with my arms in the air and I'm like dancing and I'm just in my vibe and in my energy. And they're just like, oh boy, it was a good call, mama, you know, like, but they can feel it and they know that my work is liberating. So for me, I'm like, oh, what an awesome gift that is. Well, I can't imagine if you weren't doing that and then, and then what are you doing? You're walking around your house being the present mom with depleted energy because she's not doing the thing that lights her up. And so if we bring human design into this, then my not self theme is frustration right? So when I'm not in alignment with expression, when I'm not making my life fun, when I'm not doing the work that lights me up, I'm a frustrated biatch, 
right? So is that how I want to be, right? Do I want to be working a part-time job or a full-time job that doesn't feel fulfilling or purpose-filled or aligned with who I'm here to be and then walk through the world with frustration coursing through my bones and blood and reacting at everyone and not having any patience and like, what's my alternative? What is my alternative? Because it's fucking ugly. I don't want to see that alternative. No, and probably because you've seen shadows and parts of her before. And like, as a friend, you wouldn't want that for me, right? You wouldn't want me to live that way. I wouldn't want you to live that way. I wouldn't want your kids to witness like their mom that way. You know what I mean? Like, like knowing that our kids get to like witness what we do, get to see us being like lit up by our work, see us being lit up every day. It, it's just really amazing, you know? It's beyond amazing. And the other thing is, you know, yesterday I was taking the girls to daycare and Wynn's only in half days right now and Wave wanted to come home with her. And that means that I was picking her up at two o'clock, Wynn's afternoon nap. I would have like, it, you know, it meant I was momming all afternoon yesterday. And I was like, yeah, you know what? We can do that. Like, let's take the afternoon and do something fun. And being able to do that, having the freedom to make a choice on a whim to mom when I want to and to work when I want to, like having that level of flexibility also felt really awesome right? Like being able to honor her desire to be at home with us. She was so tired yesterday. And I was like, yes, come home, hang out. Let's make crafts. And and we had so much fun. That wouldn't exist in my world if I didn't give myself permission to be myself. And I also don't think it would exist in your world if that was your every day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. You know, so it's like finding like what works for you and giving yourself permission and knowing like what works for you is not what's going to work for me. It's not going to work. be what works for Jenny. It's not going to be like find what works for you and give yourself permission to operate that way. Even if it looks different than how your sister works and is a mom, even if it looks sister than your best friend or your neighbor or your mom, you get to figure it out for yourself. Oh God. And I feel like you just like sparked a chord for so many people there because like it doesn't have to look like your mom, you know? And so many of us are conditioned in the way that we mother. We're conditioned in the way we believe we have to mother. And we carry such lineage of guilt, of struggle, of wanting and desiring to be the martyr, you know? And honestly, you guys, you get to write the book on motherhood. You get to decide what type of mother you want to be and how you want to show up. And you get to decide what that looks like for you. And maybe it is being a kick-ass stay-at-home mom who just loves her life. And that is where you've always dreamed of being. And that's what feels good for you. And then actually, let's dive into this because I recently had someone ask, me about this and ask if I could talk about it, but the guilt from the other side. Working moms are classically known to carry so much guilt, like, oh, such mom guilt for leaving my kids behind and going to work and, oh, they were crying when I dropped them off. And you guys, I get this because I'm also working through this right now, but there's the other side of mom guilt that I didn't even think about, to be honest, but it's the stay-at-home mom who wants to be setting the shining example of, yeah, you can do it all. You can be it all. You can work and be a CEO and be a mom who is staying at home. Well, to me, that just all comes back to our power of choice, right? Like we talk about this all the time and it's and it's sharing with our kids, like this is what like I choose. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to be a stay-at-home mom. 
because mm-hmm. it does light me up. It does bring me this joy. I am choosing to run my business and be a mom. And it's like taking ownership of that. Totally. I love that. And the other thing I said to this woman was, you don't have to work to show your kids that you have other passions as a mother. Start taking a pottery class. Start going to yoga three times a week. Start running you know, in the mornings, all I heard that this woman was desiring was to teach her kids that women are capable of whatever the fuck they want to be capable of. Whatever they want to achieve, they can achieve. That doesn't mean you need to go to an office nine to five. That doesn't mean you need to build a million dollar empire or speak on stage or travel every weekend. But showing your kids that you're committed to something that you're passionate about that is going to teach them that you can have a dream. That's going to teach them that you can chase something and feel good about it and celebrate that. And it's about not showing your kids that like you're allowing them to limit you, right? That like, Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't do this. I didn't follow my dream. All of the excuses of why you're not in shape. Oh, because I don't have time. I feel like time's a huge one that comes back to us all the time. Like questions from mamas. How do you have time for this? Mm -hmm. How do I have time to fit myself in? Yeah. And my answer to that would be number one, like allowing it to look the way it has to look, you know, and allowing it to feel the way you want it to feel. So for me, my work week is so curated to how I want my work to week, my week to work with motherhood at the foundation, you know, like I know that I'm not going to show up as a great podcast co-host or I'm not going to be able to write inspiring content if I feel like I'm not getting enough time with my kids. Like it's just not going to work. So I know not to start my day until 10 a.m. Like we book no calls. We book nothing before 10 a.m. because I want to be able to show up with my kids in the morning. I want to do drop off and then I want to be able to shower and feel like a human. So I know that I need that time in the morning to be with them and to start our family's day feeling like a unit, right? And then the rest of my week, like I love to do pickup. I love to have specific time with my kids. So I make sure that that's a priority. But then I also allow myself to create content at night when I feel inspired. I also allow myself to work in like the cracks of my day when I feel pulled to create and share something. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes so much sense because you don't put like any blocks around things. You give yourself your permission. Mm -hmm. Dealing out permission slips for yourself. And isn't that a beautiful thing? You know, I give myself permission to be myself every fucking day. And the cool thing about myself, I've actually learned to love this about myself, is that it looks different every day. If we're bringing human design into this, then my sacral authority leads the way. Like she is queen. You know, what do I need in this moment? What do I need in the next moment? That defines my work and motherhood. You know, that leads me as a woman. And you're not afraid, again, to allow your kids to see all the pieces of you, like to be working beside them when you feel inspired to, you know, to like sit down and maybe waves painting. And you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to sit here and be with her, but I'm also going to write content right now while I feel inspired. Or I'm going to pull out my yoga mat beside her because I feel like moving my body. Mm-hmm. I do all of those things. Exactly. And this is where when people like, I think sometimes like, how do you have the time? Well, they think that they need to do things in these like compartmentalized states of time, right? So like you want to go to yoga, you want to move your body, do it with your kids sitting beside you if that's the time you have. Mm-hmm. So let's just dive into this for a minute because 
I know that there's probably a lot of moms that would have been thinking the exact same thing my old self thought. Like, yeah, right. My my daughter's not going to just sit there while I yoga or sit there while I journal. And you guys, like, it's not often pretty. But for the last year, more with Wave, I pull out her journal and I pull out my journal and I say, it's journal time. Okay. Mommy's going to journal. Right here, we have so many pretty markers and stickers, and she can choose to journal with me, or she can choose to go play independently and do her own thing, but the option is there for her. And when she asks me to play Elsa and Bianca, I'm like, no, baby, it's journal time. Remember, like journal time is not over yet. So making that a priority. And now that I have a second child, like wins in her high chair, right? Wins smashing blueberries all over her face while I get my intentions on paper because that is so important to me. And you know what? I'm teaching them something. I'm showing them a level of commitment to a ritual. I'm showing them that we're allowed to each take time every day to connect with ourselves. I'm showing them that I have boundaries. And in the beginning, they probably don't respect those boundaries right from the beginning, right? They're going to be like, mom, 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 like, Wave poking still you, does like-, that. <laughs> like, she still does that. Yeah. Right? Well, and like meditating with my kids, right? Like they would be like, are you done meditating yet? Are you done meditating yet? Now that it's just been like such a thing for us, they more oftentimes than not, they'll just, if they want to come in when I'm meditating, they just come in and lay beside me. They'll put their like hand on their heart. Like they they now get it. How can they tell you're meditating? Because I tell them I'm going to meditate. Well, and I think this is so important too, is informing, mm-hmm. right? We get to tell our kids what we're up to. There was a time when Wave was a really little toddler that it made more sense for me just to sneak off, you know, and try and like slide out of the room to do a call before she like lost her shit. But now... I tell her everything, right? Mommy has four calls today with really cool women and then I'm going to come pick you up. Like I tell her everything that I'm up to and I used to think that this fell on deaf ears. Like I used to think, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, she will literally ask me, how was your wedding? Or how were your calls today? You had four, right? Who did you talk to? Like they soak it all up. And the fact that they're witnessing us be it all and do it all, it's so incredible. Oh my gosh, they soak everything up. I was sending a voice note to Star, our energy healer, the other mm-hmm. day when I was driving the kids, dropping them off at school. We love you, and, Star. <laughs> and Sloan was like, who's Star? And I was like, oh gosh. Like Then I was like explaining who Star was to her. Kane was like just asking me, I was telling her about like Reiki and about like healing hands. And he was like, oh, are those like your healing hands, mommy? And he started to ask questions. He's like, have you always had healing hands? I was explaining to him, I was like, you know how when you meditate and you have your hand on your heart and you can like feel that energy? And he was like, yeah, but you probably feel it stronger because you meditate every day. It was just such a cool conversation. We were talking about like the energy that we feel. Mm -hmm. We were talking about meditating. And I was like, they pay attention. Yeah, they they witness, Mm -hmm. right? They witness all of it. And what a gift that is. Right there, though, seeing it as a gift versus I think before there's maybe times or there's, I'm trying to think if I actually thought this, but maybe there's times where it's like, oh, that's selfish for me to take that time. Mm -hmm. Or I shouldn't be, or I should just do it while they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Now I share it with them. And we can reframe this mom guilt and this shame and this feeling of, is this selfish? We can reframe that into this question or belief of what am I teaching my child right now, right? Am I teaching my daughter that she should be guilty? Or am I teaching my daughter that she should feel guilty when she wants to go to yoga class? 
Am I teaching my daughter that she should feel shame for wanting to work, for wanting to make a change in the world? The point is, being a working mom, it's not easy. It takes constant permission and forgiveness and a deep inner knowing that it gets to look however it's going to look. And all you have to do is to commit to showing up and to doing it even when it feels hard. And I just love this reframe of the guilt and the shame. You know, I love reframing the guilt and the shame into a permission slip. What do I get to teach my kids? And allow it to unfold, allow it to be whatever works for you, whatever feels good for you. And for the love of all mothers, please stop comparing yourself to everyone else. You know, we're all different. Jack and I are so different. And here's the thing, we're all doing our best. Mm -hmm. We're all doing the best we can in that moment for ourselves, for our kids, for our family. So if you're a working mom, what's your biggest struggle? What's the thing you are challenged with the most in your role as a working mom. If you've been thinking about being a working mom, what's the one thing that's holding you back? What are you afraid of? And honestly, for all you working moms out there that are doing the do alongside us, we honor you and we see you out in the world and we know that it's not easy. So we're sending you a big high five and wild ones. We just, we get to be wild. Don't ever forget that. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Fem Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life, to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, 33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark Oh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.